episode 141, Dental Membership and Cialdini Certified. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trostclair, and today we're going to hear Dr. Christopher Phelps' perspective. Join 2017 and 2018 Podcast Awards-nominated host as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. I sure hope you're having a wonderful week. How are those minisodes treating you? I know I've been asking every now and then, so uh, continue giving me some feedback. Write a review. Let me know if you think those are pretty cool. Those are uh, sub-10-minute podcast summaries that I listen to. I'm saving you some time reading for you in case that's the first time you see them. It's a sad day in the Trosclair household. The baby is turning one, and it'll be the first time, are you ready for this, that we will not have a pair of grandparents with us. So in their culture, it's not uncommon if they're able to have the grandparents stay with you and help take care of the kids, especially while we're both working. So that has been an amazing blessing to just see them interact, having her have more than just me and the wife every day, uh, being able to work, having uh, somebody cook for us or get home from work, just have something to eat, do the dishes, you know, help around the house and uh, just be able to really focus on every area of life. And sadly, it is coming to an end, ah, but that's all right. Time to be solo parents, just like most of you listeners. Hey, if you want to know all the links that are important for the show, just go ahead on to doctorsperspective.net slash links. Wow, that was tough. .net slash links. You have everything from the two books, all the mini series that we've had, resources, support pages, top of each year. So it's a plethora of things that you can do to really get engaged and, and follow through. Well, I had a contest this week. It was guess what this dish is. And Kendall LaGrange was the only one who was close to getting it right. And she still missed one. The red stuff was actually tomatoes and it was tofu and spinach. So congratulations. You just got your name shouted out on the podcast. Really appreciate everybody that helped out and had fun with that. All right. This week, we had a doozy of a show. We're probably the only dentist who is certified in the Cialdini method, you know, persuasion, influence, that guy. So that book has its own certification program and he is a part of it. And we'll talk a little bit about his dental coaching near the end of the episode. The beginning, we're just, we're just talking about some of the principles and how to apply them in a dental practice. Also, how that can apply like in stem cells, you know, and physical therapy, chiropractic. And you know, like I always say, think about what's said so that you can implement it into your own practice. That's the whole point, our big point. He's got some really cool tips about uh, keeping your marriage healthy that you want to tune into. And lastly, which is part of the title of the show, membership practice. So like a fee for service, uh, how he set his up, what he, how he came about it to begin with. And then, of course, like I said, how he sets it up and uh, the discounts that you might get, the fees, why would you do it? And then some stories of some patients that were just blown away how awesome it was really got me thinking. I know I'm I'm constantly uh, brainstorming for the future and I know I'm in China and I'm working in a hospital and I don't have to deal with this stuff. But I always feel like stay on top of things, Justin. Research, look around when you see stuff on these Facebook groups about whatever they're talking about. I got a running folder on my Microsoft OneNote. I don't use Evernote. I use OneNote. Really recommend it just because it integrates with so much Microsoft stuff. Not so much, you know, Evernote's and a bunch of other kind of programs, but uh, in China, they prefer not Google. So it's kind of convenient for me. Anyway, like I have to use Bing as my search engine. You got that right. So anyways, I've had many thoughts about, should I go into insurance? Should I just be cash? Do I do cash and say, hey, you know, this is, this is my fee. You got headaches? It's going to cost X amount to get rid of those headaches. Should take six weeks. Or, and that could be, you know, not a, not a cheap fee either for that matter. Or, you know, you can just do your normal 
cash rate if you had insurance and they didn't have insurance. You can just do it like that and uh, pay as you go. Or do you offer, you know, bundle packs where you buy 10 and get a discount, something like that. And then also noticing like mobile home house call chiropractic at a two episodes recently, 138, 139, talking about that. And one of those was a coach. So she has some really good information on that program. So thinking about that and also like what, the, what Dr. Phelps is talking about, Phelps can help with how to set up a membership practice. It just really gets your brain thinking like, wow, when you start with a blank slate, there's so many options versus where I was like in Denver, six and a half years in, really hard to make changes. At this point, it could have been over a decade in there. And then oh, I'm going to jump out of insurance. You really, you want to do that? You want to just change the entire dynamic of your practice and just hope for the best that it doesn't blow up in your face? That's my ramblings for the day, my thoughts. But let's get into this interview. I really think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be a doctorsperspective.net slash 141 for the show notes and transcript. I mentioned it last week. There's a secret, two secret projects going on. I've already got some uh, early reviews on one of them. So I'm excited for that situation to play out over the next month or so. See how much work I can put into it each day. So let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China and Charlotte, North Carolina, today on the show, we start again the Dental Podcast series. I'm really excited. Today, we have a guy, Dr. Phelps Helps. That's his uh, catchphrase. It's the concept of practice. Uh, it's about marketing. It's about being able to communicate to your patients so that they do what's best for themselves. But sometimes it might be expensive. So there's ways to try to influence in an ethical way. And he's the only certified trainer in Cialdini method. You know, the persuasion guy, the principles of influence, that guy. So that's a pretty awesome thing to be certified in. He has an amazing book, How to Grow Your Dental Membership Plan, which we'll talk about. So please welcome to the show, Dr. Christopher Phelps. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Boy, there's always, there's so many things you can talk about. And I think the one thing to always start with, you were dentist for a long time. You've morphed into kind of a coach, giving seminars and everything. So how did all of that take place? Yeah, I guess it's uh, kind of where the Phelps Helps uh, kind of came from. Um, you know, I've always had a, a motivation and desire to mentor and, and to help others. Um, even, you know, even when I was in school, I was always a, a tutor or peer tutor uh, in dental school and those kind of things. So um, I, I've always just had this part of my personality, I guess. I just like help, helping others. I'll blaze the path, uh, you know, and I don't mind being the first to do so, but I like to turn around and say, hey, guys, you know, Here's a shortcut. Here's a better way over here. And you don't have to go that other path anymore. So I just started realizing as time's gone on and as we get aged, and we start looking back that that's just a part of who I am and it always will be. Very good. Would you say that you're an overall coach to, to dentist or do you kind of more focus on the new patient experience, getting new patients, marketing, and kind of getting people to do what they need to do and get out of their own way? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting to be uh, principles of persuasion and influence and how I've applied them to dentistry, uh, the marketing principles that I, I talk about and, and train on, um, even though I've applied them to dentistry, are really cross-reaching. It doesn't matter what field of medicine uh, or even other businesses that you're in. Business is business, right? And communication yep. and talking to people is the same. So it's really, I've been fortunate. I've actually been uh, branching out of dentistry and coaching in other realms, which is kind of cool. That is. Where are, you re where are you reaching out to? Well, you know, a big push lately seems to be with stem cell physicians. seem to be pretty popular with them. Because it's, you know, an all-cash business. There's no insurance. 
So really when people, if you're selling a need, okay, uh, we all know the conflict is when people have a choice of spending their money on what they want versus what they need, which of those two tends to win. And, and we, know, we know what they want is what they spend their money on, not what they need. So in dentistry and in this case, uh, you know, other industries, when you're selling what they need, that's our challenge, right? So what I'm teaching on the stem cell folks is how to change people's perspective to make that dental need, or in this case, a stem cell or medical need, now into a want. And when they had changed their perspective, and they choose themselves to change their perspective, even though we influence them, okay, now they find a way to get it done. And it's not about the insurance. It's not about the money anymore. It's about getting what they want. What would be the, in his method, in the principles of influence, is there like a top two that people most like struggle with that they need to focus in on? Yeah. Uh, you know, out of all of them, I'd say one of the most overlooked ones is, uh, especially in dentistry, the liking principle. Okay. Uh-huh. People, it's funny, right? People talk about building rapport and all those things, but sometimes you hear a concept, you don't really know what that means. And the liking principle can kind of seem like that because we use liking to build rapport with people. But it goes back to we like to do business with people we like, which ultimately means we like to do business with those who are like us, meaning similarity, commonalities, things we have a connection with, but also we like those who like us and tell us. We like praise and compliments. So too many times, especially like a patient's in the chair, a doctor walks in, there's no time for that liking to happen. There's no social interaction. There's no getting to know each other, especially most of us dentists. We're so busy. We just sit down and rip your lips open like, all right, let's see what we got. What's going on here? <laughs> right. And we skip the whole idea of making that connection first. And so what I try to teach people is if you just stop and just find one simple thing in common, that's all you got to do. I mean, if you can find more things, great, but at least find one thing in common before you start talking about anything medically or dentally related, okay? That alone automatically builds a bridge, makes more connection, and if they, it's going to make them like you more, and if they like you more, now they're more likely to say yes. So liking is a big one. I'd say the second biggest one uh, for me was uh, the principle of consistency. And consistency is all about uh, commitments. And the principle states if you get someone to make a real commitment, to take a stand on an issue, that kind of thing, uh, there's a lot of external and internal pressure on them to stay consistent and follow through and do what they said they were going to do. So you kind of know this is true if you think of the opposite of the word consistent. So as a society, what do we call people who are inconsistent, who don't continually do what they said they're going to do? Flaky. Flaky, right? Uh, wishy-washy. Uh, liar is another one. Ooh. Okay. So there's, there's not a lot of good words. In fact, there's no positive word in the English language to describe someone who's being consistent in their behavior and their actions. So that's the external pressure, right? We don't want others to think of us as being inconsistent. And then the internal pressure, we don't want to look at ourselves in that way either. We don't want to think of ourselves as liars. So if we can get real commitments out of people, okay, people tend to do what they said they were going to do. But here was the challenge I was having in my practices. You know, I had four of them at one time, and I sold my two best ones. I took over my two worst ones, thinking that if I could do it my way and, and I didn't have my partners anymore, I could grow these two to do more than I was doing with the four. Right. The problem was I took them over, and they were the worst ones. All right? They were challenging. <laughs> so I saw all these behavior issues and uh, you know, people uh, not coming back for their treatment when they said they would, uh, not calling, uh, not showing up for their appointment. When they said they would, not referring or doing the Google review or what have you, when they told me that they would, paying their bill. When I know they do what it costs and they said they would pay it. So, you know, same thing with my team, my team not implementing stuff when they told me they'd help me get stuff done, or even my other doctors that work as well. 
So I kept seeing this, this behavior of people not doing what they were supposed to do, and it was just frustrating. And then when I heard somebody speak about this consistency principle for the first time, that was kind of my light bulb where I was like, oh, that's it. This is the root cause behind why they're not doing these things because ultimately I didn't get a real commitment out of them to do it. Had I got the real commitment, then I would have seen a change in their behavior. And so while I thought I was getting a commitment, and the fact of the matter was, I was absolutely not. And once I started getting better commitments out of people, everything changed. Are we talking verbal commitments or a credit card on file? We're going to charge you if you don't show up type of stuff? Yeah, so all of them. So it all first comes with uh, they need a choice. Okay, It's got to be a voluntary commitment. Uh-huh. If they feel like or pressured that you told them to do it, you just dictated it to them, and they don't really feel like they have a choice in the matter, then they didn't commit to Okay. Uh, it's got to be a, an active commitment, which is what you're talking about. And there's three types of active commitments. The one is they got to tell you they're going to do it. They got to speak it, but that's the lowest level of power. The next level up is they got to write it down. Okay. So the more things we can get our patients and the people we're trying to influence to write down, the more likely they are to do it. And of course, the highest act of commitment, as we all know, is if you put money into it, you put a deposit down or you prepay it, now you got skin in the game, you're going to show up and do what you said you're going to do. Okay. So that's like the, the penultimate right there, the highest one. And of course, the last one is public knowledge. So the more people that know you said you were going to do this, if everybody knows you said you were going to do that, oh crap, I got to better get it done. <laughs> the more pressure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So those are the big three that I'm looking for in all of my scenarios, with my interactions, my communication, my patients, my team, my other doctors, what have you. Wow. Going real back to the being a personality, a lot of doctors struggle with that. They're like, well, no, I don't want them to see me the goofball or they don't want to see me the, the guy who likes to go fishing. Is I'm a dentist. I do crowns. I do fillings. I'm, I'm, that's all I do. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm not personal. It's business. But in reality, you have to get a rapport and finding that one thing at least that you have in common. Now, can you talk about that kind of stuff while you're doing your procedure or are most patients sort of kind of out of it? Yeah, you're usually not doing it uh, necessarily when you're already in their mouth. It, this, this would come before uh, the treatment is accepted. So when they're coming in, getting their teeth cleaned and you're meeting them for the first time, or maybe they're in your chair for a consultation to talk about the work they need for the first time. Uh, that's really the best times to do this. And if you're not good at talking to people or socializing to find these things out, uh, one of the things I picked up on as a shortcut here is you can actually let your team be your detectives for you. So share with your team anything about your family, your hobbies, your interests, uh, if you have kids, your pets, whatever you feel comfortable sharing and talking about. Share that with your team and have them ask those probing questions to the patients before you ever come in. So you can walk in and meet your team member. We'll say, hey, doc, you know, Mrs. Jones is in op three. Hey, by the way, she's got two kids like you do, and she's got a Yorkshire Terrier like you do. Oh, awesome. Then I'll come in and say, hey, Dr. Phelps, nice to meet you. Hey, so I hear you got two kids. I do too. Tell me about yours. So you got a dog, I hear, a Yorkshire Terrier. So do I. What do you got? Talk to me about it. You know? And the connection's already made. It can be that simple. So your team can do the homework for you. Ah, well, that is easy. That makes it much more accessible, less daunting. And something that you can just fill in. You know, you can train your staff to figure that out. Completely. Awesome. Awesome. So let's jump into this a little bit. Marketing. Whew, there's so much that you can do. Is there anything that you're finding right now that's consistently getting results for 2019? Yeah. You know, um, I, I when you look at marketing, I look at it as um, three main areas, if you will. External marketing, internal marketing, and uh, grassroots marketing. And get back in front of it. And I look at uh, the marketing uh, all of those three as uh, a point, and there's two sides of the point. 
is he added bringing in enough quantity and quality of new patients or clients who spend enough to justify the expense? Or is it the other side of the coin, we get the leads coming in and it's the lost opportunity side. And my team can't answer the freaking telephone and they can't make an appointment. Right. <laughs> Even that's what the patients are calling for. Yeah. And, or, you know, and it's it's both of those two things, both sides of those coins are integral to any successful marketing. So as far as what's really working well, what's always worked well for me has been grassroots marketing and finding where my ideal patients uh, live, where they work, where they hang out. I don't care, but find where they're congregating because they're congregating somewhere and then getting myself in front of them for an educational seminar type event. Uh, and my hook has always been uh, going back to liking, you know, I like wine, so uh, I'm going to have uh, uh, Napa Valley, you know, nice, really nice red wines, white wines, and I'm going to provide for free. So, and my hook was always, if you can't get to Napa, I'm going to bring Napa to you. Join me for an educational seminar on the top five dental issues affecting the aging population. And I would go to active independent living retirement communities and and do a one-hour presentation and give them free wine and cheese. <laughs> because, <Wow. laughs> and guess what? The people that showed up that love the wine we're already going to be friends because I like wine too. You know, so we already have something in common. Yeah. Already attracted my ideal kind of person. And it was out of that, and this is what I wrote my book on, that I discovered a big barrier that was keeping these, these patients, these uh, ideal patients, from going to see any dentist for any reason. And my guess is it's not limited to dentists. They're not seeing most of their uh, medical uh, or medical colleagues as well. Because as soon as they retire, their mindset changes. And mindset shapes behavior and shapes actions. So when you work, you have a mindset of abundance. Money's always coming in every month. So if you spend too much money this month, if you just spend less money the next month, then you kind of broke even, so to speak. Right. But when you retire, you go to a scarcity mindset. That's one of our principles, which means when things look like they're running out or dwindling, suddenly we protect it more. And everything becomes an expense. And so they've got this retirement money. Every month is taken away. A new money's coming in. Everything's an expense. And so they, when they retired here in the States, most of these patients did not get to keep their dental insurance. So now they're trying to buy a policy on their own, and they think it's too expensive. So they don't get it. And without the policy, they then think, well, geez, I don't have insurance anymore, so I can't go to the dentist. Well, and they don't come unless it hurts or they're in pain. And when I discovered that that was their barrier, that was the, the hurdle, even though that makes no sense to us as healthcare professionals. If you just came and did your cleanings and preventative stuff, you'd save a whole lot of money on the back end. That's not what people think. Okay, that's, that's not how they're processing the information. So that's when I came up with the idea for the membership plan and pitched it back to these communities one time a month and literally grew two of my offices, growing over a million dollars a year, U.S. at each office, two years in a row by doing so. Well, I have two questions. One will be first when you're looking at doing ads, whether it's Facebook, print, even in, you know, in person. Are you doing those massive discounts, free teeth whitening, you know, that type of place? Or how do you find a good offer that you get good patients who will show up and actually pay, especially if you don't take an insurance to begin with? Yeah, great question. So there's two parts to this, okay? There's the, uh, the message inside the ad and a barrier that's there you got to overcome when somebody's looking at your marketing piece for the first time and they don't know you from Adam. And then there's the offer, call to action. So let's tackle the first piece. Here you want to lean on in your message in the body of whatever you're advertising, whatever medium, whatever vehicle you're using, uh, Facebook or direct mail, I don't care. you got to understand the person looking at your ad is probably, especially from dentists, are looking at 20 other dental ads that they got that very month. 
and they're looking for some way to differentiate them, and they can't tell the difference. They all look the same. So the only thing they have left to judge us by is our price, which is why that price shopper special, you know, new patient, $90 special is appealing because they have no other way to judge us by. Instead, the real root cause of the problem is they're just uncertain. They're not sure, is this the right dentist for me, or is this one the right dentist for me? I don't know. So our two best principles that we can lean on to help reduce people's uncertainty on why they should pick you and make you stand out are the principle of social proof and consensus. Social proof right now is the most powerful influencer in online marketing and even in print media marketing as well. And it's all about the evidence of what others are doing, the evidence of what many others are doing. So let's say – we want to uh, have a piece on there. What I like to do is have at least four testimonials from patients written on there. And I like to tell them how many more that I have. So you'll see four of them to start building consensus information. But at the same time, when I tell them I have 700 more on my website and Google and Facebook and Yelp and whatever, that is where the social proof. That's the evidence of what many others are saying. It's not just a couple people that said something nice about me. Look how many people, hundreds of saying something nice. And now I'm looking at a dental ad, and there's, in this ad, nobody said anything nice about them. And this one, here's four people, 700 more. Huh, which one am I going to pick? Where am I going to feel safest going? Okay. Yeah. That's what social proof is all about. You, when you're uncertain, you don't feel safe. So if I see that proof, that's where I go. The next one is the authority principle. We look to credible experts that tell us what we should do. Well, a testimonial presents you as an authority. It speaks about your trustworthiness. So by getting at least one testimonial in the ad, we've got an authority already in there and presented. So there's all kinds of other authority triggers that we look to to see, is this person an expert and can I trust them? So if you have any kind of awards or certificates and the academies you're members of, uh, that you know all the little credentials that like to follow your name, you know, Dr. Christopher Phelps, DMD, CMCT, FAG, LMNOP, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right, right. All those little things actually matter, and then when somebody's looking at you for the first time, okay, when they're looking for cues that you're an expert and know what you're talking about. So the more authority and consensus information we get into the piece itself, it reduces their uncertainty, and they're more likely to pick up the phone and call without doing any more research. You get all your testimonials, you got the credentials all over everything, and then now pretty much when they're comparing everybody's ads – you're pretty much rising to the top. And so I was at that point, I'm thinking, can you command a higher price or is just you're still actively around the same ballpark as everybody else, but now they just choose you because of the social proof? Yes, you can definitely uh, command a higher price. Now, if you are viewed as the expert and the go-to person in that community, that makes you scarce. Because <laughs> if you're perceived as the expert and nobody else is, then you're the scarce resource. And if you're scarce, you can charge what you want. Uh, so my fees have continued to go up every year while everybody else's have continued to go down because their reimbursements are going down every year, uh, those who are stuck in the in the dental insurance game, so to speak. Because um, you're like cash, aren't you? Yeah, for fee-for-service. Uh, I mean, we do file their insurance fee-for-service courtesy and we'll wait on the insurance money as long as they'll send us the check. But I've been trying to get out of that game because from an insurance standpoint, it's a game dentists can't win. And there's too much competition in there anyway. And and more and more people are fighting for the same smaller, smaller piece of the pie. And, and that's why I like the world of the membership plans and the being in the world when only about 35% or less of the population has dental insurance right now. And it's going down every year. That number is not going up. Okay. That means the number without insurance 
is going up every year. It's, a, it's the majority, okay? So I'll let all the other docs fight over the insurance patients, which are less than 35% of the population, and let them beat each other up over there. Well, I'll be in the land of uh, no insurance where nobody's really competing or doing anything, and my membership plan is killing it, okay? So it's actually solving a real need for people and motivating these people that aren't going to see any dentist to come in and get their preventative work done. And going back to that commitment mindset, the consistency principle, once they commit to being a membership plan member, now they've committed to a mindset that means I save because of my plan members. When I actually present treatment, more people actually say yes to the treatment than what my insurance patients or cash patients. So let's go into the membership plan because I have no idea what that means in a dentist's office, how that works. I'm guessing there's like a program that you would probably do a whole seminar on about this, but what can you tell the audience to get us motivated to either a call you or be like wow i gotta think about this this is really awesome i need to get this in my own clinic yeah i mean i think whether you're a chiropractor whether you're a dentist it's really anytime if you're seeing patients for repeat procedures of any number i think you need a membership plan that's going to draw more patients into you and and basically from the dental world that's basically what a, a dental insurance plan is it's just a glorified membership but the difference is the insurance companies control it right they control everything uh, whereas with a membership plan we control it so even though uh, and how it works is i decided to i looked at uh, dental insurance i said well basically what do you really get for dental insurance so you get two cleanings a year you get two exams you get a set of cavity detecting x-rays okay fine and because they forced us to cap our fees, in essence, we're giving a discount off our services, okay, whether you realize it or not. So I decided, well, I can offer that same concept. So, I, and I, I priced out, uh, if I, I called like four insurance companies in my area, and I said, hey, I'm a 60-year-old male in zip code. How much would it cost me to get dental insurance? And the cost was about $600 a year per person. And I thought, well, geez, knowing what I know about the retirees, that they, everything's an expense. No wonder they want to pay for it. They think it's too expensive. Okay. So I knew, in contrast, I just needed to be less than that to attract more people. All right. So I, I said, look, my membership plan in office, I call it my membership savings plan, because who doesn't like to save, right? Uh, and I said, I'll do it for 299 bucks, And you get two cleanings, two exams, two x-rays. I'll throw in two fluoride varnish treatments. Uh, so... As you get older, that helps with sensitivities and those kind of things. Uh, and then I give you a 10 or 15% discount off everything that I do. Because insurance companies will only pay for some of the things that I do. Well, I'm going to give you a discount off everything. 10% off major items, crowns, implants, whatever you consider major. 15% off minor procedures, cleanings, you know, additional cleanings, uh, attractions, home grafting, what have you. And put it back out of the market and just where it became. Uh, between doing those community events once a month, kind of turns it into a social event for the community. And then once that good grassroots marketing, you know, those few early adapters that came in to try out the membership plan to see, you know, is it really that good? Because, you know, some people don't buy it first because they think it's not great, but what's the catch? So once those early adapters came in and found out there was no catch and they spread the word to the community for me that it was legit, they started coming in troves. And the cool thing is, is that even though the discount stays the same, my fees for each procedure go up every year. So now I'm back in control from a practice management standpoint and growing my business. So you're not having to do a root canal for, I don't even know what a root canal costs. Let's just say $150 by insurance. It's not like you're saying I, I charge $120 or, you know, you could be charging $200 or $300 for that same procedure and you're just knocking off 10%. So you can actually still charge a premium price for your services, even though they have a membership plan. 
Exactly. The more you are with me and you understand uh, the influence principles, persuasion, persuasion, you understand it's what people use to make their decision. The big thing is where their focus is. And when they're focused on it, that's where the importance is. And whatever they're not focused on, they don't even see. So an example, a patient walks into my practice, new patient, and uh, he's standing at the front desk, and I just happen to be up there. And he's like, hey, doc, uh, let me ask you something about the membership plan because I'm interested. I said, okay, sure. Not, you know, hit me. What do you got? He said, well, he said, well, I need five crowns. And if I buy your plan, it says I get 10% off crowns. Would I get 10% off all five crowns, every one of them? I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course. There's no exclusions. There's no cap. There's no limit. Uh, I said, I buy it today. Use it today. I don't care. And he goes, huh. He goes, all right, hang on one second. And he pulls out his little flip phone and uh, an analog phone, and he, he calls somebody, and he turned come to find out it was the dental office literally across the street from my practice that he drove past to get to me. And he talks to the front desk person there and goes, hey, this is Bill. Yeah, uh, it's 10 o'clock. Sorry, I got, I'm supposed to be my appointment right now. I'm not going to make it cancel my appointment. And he hung up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he sat down with me, and we did five grams. Okay. And not one time did he ever ask me the price of my crowns. And in fact, after his discount, I guarantee you, he still paid more for my crowns than he would have at the office across the street. Then why would he have done that? Because that's where his focus was. His focus was on getting the discount, not about the price. Huh. That's really interesting. He had the social proof. Everybody in the community talked about us. We had the authority as the experts in this. So he wanted to go where he was going to get the best quality care. Now, you know, and he wanted to get a little something off. That's where his 10% focus was on for doing what he knew he needed anyway. So in his mind, a crown was a crown. He didn't actually think to stop and think that the prices of my crown would be different than the price of the crown across the street. He just wanted to count. And that's what he got. Somebody on Facebook was just complaining. They said, man, they, they were looking at the price. What is it going to cost us cash versus insurance? Well, they chose insurance. And, you know, somebody told them it's going to be this much. And then when it was done, they owed another hundred bucks. And they're like, well, crap. I could have just paid cash and spent less money. You know, it's not always the case where you'll come out ahead by using cash. I listened to a couple of like fee-for-service dentist podcasts, and that's what I thought interesting was we're not saying charge $2.99 for the year as a membership plan and you get some really sweet deals. You know, someone like myself, I haven't had cavities, so that's a great deal for me. But then for those extra procedures, you get to still charge a premium price and you just give them a discount off of it because not everybody wants to be a membership, and so they, they just pay full price. Like you said, you have the authority and the credibility and all this. People are willing to spend more than the insurance down the street that would actually save them money. That's real interesting to me. That's the, the power of, again, where their focus is. That's what's important, and that's what they use to make their decision. If you focus this, build your strategies around that, not about discounting. And I guess that's part of where you're – when you go have these seminars, like you're about to go on a uh, Disney cruise. But the great part of it is when you're at sea, it's education. Those are the types of things. There's mind space that you have to acquire, like the proper mindset, the poverty complex versus the prosperity where you're worth it. You can, it's okay to charge more money. Like you're delivering a good that they need and you're delivering a better product than potentially somebody down the street. Yeah. Well, it all comes about because uh, someone sold us a great lie. And the lie is that we make our decisions the majority of the time about the price. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't care who this person is. And so therefore, when you see you discount something, you see a couple of people go for it, then you put two and two together and think, oh, well, this must be the way we have to do it. You just got to you know, keep discounting everything. Let's give it away for free if we have to. Get them in the door, you know, foot in the door strategy. And you see all these strategies built around this excuse when you, you think people are saying no to you because you're too expensive. But what's cool about it is when you uh, 
understand what people are actually using in the moments before they make their decision and when they're actually in that moment making their decision. And we build our strategies on the front end around those things. And suddenly for the majority, it's not about your price at all. You can charge what you want to uh, run your business, pay off all your debts, and still have a good life for taking the risk that you did to be in your position. So it doesn't have to be about the price for the majority. That lie, I, I think of it as like the Matrix. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but yeah, the red pill, blue pill. Yeah, and you had a choice, right? You take the blue pill and you you go back to bed, or you can take the the red pill, and I'll we'll go down this rabbit hole and see how far it goes, and I'll show you the world is pulled over your ass. And to me, that was really what it was like understanding these influence principles and, and what people are really using, leading into in, in the moment they're making that decision, and it changes everything. You don't have to be stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I would say it doesn't matter what kind of doctor you are. Like in dentistry, I would say I kind of want the best. I want someone who's not going to say who's going to lie to me. I don't know if you guys hear that, but we hear it on my end. Ah, oh, I got something that I didn't need. And you hear that a lot and then people get mad and they don't trust the dentist. So then they, they can find someone that they can trust that's going to offer what they actually need, whether that means the doctor makes less money that visit or not, because this is the procedure that you needed for your tooth and you can do an amazing job at it. You're going to pay for that, especially if you're doing, say, like an implant. I want the best. I don't want somebody who's just been doing like, oh, yeah, I just finished uh, my course last week. Ah, I want the guy who's been doing it for a couple of years. You know what I mean? This is my teeth. This is my mouth. It's visible. Uh, it hurts if you don't get it done right. And too, and I think the same thing with chiropractic or physical therapy. You know, you might have special training for golfers or, you know, conditioning. You know, you want to go out and be a, an athlete, a little weekend warrior. And, you know, the person who has more experience than that is probably going to do, do you a good job. And there's a premium price if you're going to have those extra letters behind your name so that your treatment is top notch, I think. So that's, that's a good reminder of what you just said. Yeah, and remember, that's, it's these six principles of influence and persuasion. That's what people are leaning on the majority of the time. doesn't mean you don't use logic sometimes. If they've had past experience with it, they've been burned on it, but they, they're going to think of that. doesn't mean they don't use emotion sometimes. Emotion is a powerful motivator for people to say yes, but that's not what the majority are using. Okay. And especially if you're like me and uh, who scored a one out of 10 on empathy and sympathy, uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to distill emotion in others, right? So I can't even lean on that to, to help me. So <laughs> you're your doctor. <laughs> right. And so I needed something more scientific that I could lean on and, uh, and count on for the masses. So I like to build my strategies for the masses, not the exceptions to the rule. You know, that's something we don't think about because sometimes we get wrapped up in price. And in reality, like you just said, that's a minority of the people. Like people just want what you said. And uh, we have to remember that on a, I think on a daily basis, you know. All right, let's see here. When you have a doc who's been out for a while and they're struggling, they're not consistent. Would you say that your services, a weekend, I guess it's a weekend seminar type of thing, can get them Monday morning back on track or at least some principles that they can start on Monday? Definitely. Uh, in my courses, our big focus is on communication and how to close more cases, how to present your treatment, whatever that treatment is, in the proper way to turn that need into a want. Okay. And the patient's going to choose it every step of the way. And then we're also going to focus on how do you present the financials of those as well. So that not only do we need a yes to the plan, treatment plan, but we need different strategies for a yes to money. And if you should first set strategies to get a yes to making the appointment. Because if you're not starting it today, there's no guarantee you're coming back. Right. So you really need three different strategies for each of those areas, for the plan, for the money, the financial part, and scheduling the appointment. 
so that two-day persuasion workshop, that is the big focus. And I have worksheets, I have tools for you to use. I'm telling you, and you can, I mean, you look at my website, okay, uh, Phelps Helps, uh, drphelpshelps.com. I've got hundreds of testimonials from, from dentists and even now I'm starting to get some stem cell doctors getting testimonials from my way to testify to that, right? And how these small little things that you can change can make a big impact on your numbers and your results, okay? And therefore, your career and your practice. Yeah, that's a good point because you can you can get creative with your finances. Like, hey, do you need three months to pay this out? You need six months to pay this out? Okay, cool, great. And then they just say yes, yes, yes. And then when they go up front, they don't even make the appointment. They're like, nope. <laughs> just got out of there. It was getting uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's exactly right. You know, uh, there's a popular scene from Austin Powers where he's uh, he has a gun to Will Ferrell's character and he's trying to to get the information on where the bad guy's lair is. And he says, where's Dr. Evil's lair? And he's like, I'll never tell you. Where's Dr. Evil's lair? You don't have to kill me, Powers. Where's Dr. Evil's lair? He's like, oh, it's right over there. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, well, that was easy. And he's like, yeah, I hate for people to ask me more, multiple things at the same moment. Yeah, three times. <laughs> and, uh, and what's hilarious about that is even though personality-wise, we are all afraid of rejection, that's why we don't like to ask patients anything. And that's why your team doesn't ask patients anything because they're afraid of getting a no. The science says that actually people hate to see no to you. And they hate to say no to you multiple times in the same moment. So if you keep asking for something, you're going to get a yes. <laughs> and that's what you said there. The problem is because you didn't really give them options, you didn't really give them a choices on the way, they didn't really commit to it. So they're not likely to do it. So we need both. We need strategies for both. I mean, I like that idea. I love, this is what you need. This is your A plus game plan. And if they're like, well, I don't, I don't want that. You're like, all right, well, we have a pay-as-you-go plan too. You know, as far as like chiropractic, you know, you might want to sell them. Here's a month of care or 10 visits, get them committed, you know, but if they don't want to do it, you're like, all right, well, there's this other option. It's probably going to be more expensive as well because, you know, that's how we do it. And uh, they just have to make that decision and give them options, you know, options to pay, options to schedule. And it, it makes it a better situation to where they actually commit to the care that they need. And normally they need more than two visits, you know? Yeah. You got to keep in mind the numbers we're talking about here because, uh, you know, if you're not in dentistry, you may not have an idea what our fee ranges are. You know, this is these strategies I'm talking about work for our average treatments like a crown, which may be around $1,200, $1,300 US. But these strategies also work for comprehensive cases. So I do a lot of implants. I do uh, hybrids, which are these uh, teeth that screw into implants. Uh, patients can't take their teeth out anymore, so to speak. So we're talking, you know, $25,000, dollars Arches times two, so upper and lower. So we're talking about sixty thousand. It's the same strategies. So it doesn't matter what size or amount that you're presenting. It's all about how you're presenting it, what you said before you even got to the presentation. Okay, what you say to do first matters more than what you're going to talk about as well, and what you giving them to contrast it in that moment. Whew. Well, that's some fees right there too. I mean, when you can say it works on a twelve hundred dollar fee, a five hundred fee, or a sixty thousand fee. That's wow. That's impressive to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, when you, you, uh, I spent two days going over science and, and giving you the validating everything I'm telling you. I don't have time to do here. But once you start and you really understand and you take that red pill and you really start understanding what they're really using to make decisions, then it makes complete sense why it works at every level. Awesome. Okay, Doc. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're running out of time. It's the more personal side of the interview. A lot of us, we need to have at work home life balance. And we also have our own clinics, so it's really hard to step away and take a legitimate vacation. What kind of secrets do you have so that we can have both? Yeah, um, well, I'd say for the dental practice, uh, for any medical 
matters, really. It all starts with changing your mindset, being reactive in your business, being proactive in your business. And the only way to do that is you have to create a margin of time so that you can actually think about your business and be proactive. So uh, I go to a coaching program called The Strategic Coach, and I try to teach this idea to my coaching clients, something Dan Sullivan came up with. But entrepreneurs in general need time. Okay, So we need our time to focus on our patients, and that's the only thing we should be focused on. But then we need a day or so, a week, to focus on the business, uh, the returning emails, having suppliers to find the best supplier, dealing with staff issues, like dealing with all those nuances, not during the day of patient care, but on dedicated days that that's all we're focused on. Okay, If we have these things that Dan calls buffer days, then you can actually have true free days, meaning your weekends, you don't have to think about your business instead of constantly thinking about your business. And even though people are scared to take those planning days, these buffer days, if you will, because they're afraid it's going to cost them in production, if you schedule it and you do it, your brain, because of the scarcity of losing that day, will actually find more business and you'll be more productive on the days you are working. And it will be like never get off. Okay, So I would say the first thing is schedule more planning days and start getting proactive about in your mindset about your business. Okay, Creating that margin will protect your free days on the weekends which means you'll actually not have time to be successful and take vacations and have a true work-life balance. So when you're home, you're with your family, and your focus is there, not on the business. Uh, what about a significant other? A lot of docs, they gain the world, but then lose their family, and I hate that. So you got anything that we can do to keep the love alive and feel connected to your spouse or significant other? Yeah. I mean, obviously, a simple one is uh, don't let work come home with you if you can't. And uh, if you create that margin to work, stay at work. Uh, and it won't, right? And when you're with your spouse or significant other, keep the phone down, put the phone away. So your focus is there. Uh, another kind of thing you can do, and we talk about the science of persuasion, which we didn't get a whole lot of time to talk about, but is you can persuade yourself to have that person in your thoughts so you're automatically going to be more focused and more attentive to them when they're around. And it's as simple of, uh, you know, let's say your spouse's name is Amy or your girlfriend's name is Amy. Well, you maybe you Google uh, all the songs that have the word Amy in them, and you download and make a playlist, Amy's playlist. <laughs> and literally on the and on the way home from work, you're listening to all the songs that have Amy in it to shape your mind and focus you on Amy. Or maybe you know what your significant other's favorite songs are. You go playlist of their favorite songs and play those on your way home from work. So that as soon as you get there, you've erased the the focus of the day, and now you're thinking about them. Uh, you're focused on them. They're going to see that. They're going to, especially the ladies, man, they are so intuitive. They're going to pick up on that inst instantly that you're more receptive and more attentive to them. And automatically, it's going to strengthen your relationship. Wow. So the persuasion, is that a part of the book that a lot of people kind of skip over when they talk about him? Yeah, that's a book he wrote. You know, uh, the Influence Principles, he wrote that about 36 years ago. Uh, but it's powerful still today. Uh, persuasion is a book he wrote about three years ago. And persuasion, that science is all about priming the pump for a yes. So you can actually do some things to create a mindset in somebody that is going to set the stage for them to yes to your request before they ever get in front of you. So oh. persuasion influence is all about when they're in front of you in that opportunity. Persuasion is all about getting them in a mindset where they already want to say yes before they ever get in front of you. So just amplify. Is that kind of like customer service stuff? No, it's all kinds of things like, uh, you know, uh, asking those questions like in my new patient form uh, that I use in my dental office, that's a persuasive tool. 
So I'm asking questions and trying to create a certain mindset because I don't want my patient to be a proactive mindset patient as well because their actions have always been reactive. Wait until it breaks down and infects it. Well, that's not even a sign of an emergency clinic. I can't run my practice that way every day. I need the people concerned about being proactive with oral health and want to get the crown of the filling done today so it doesn't end up as a root canal or an extraction or whatever down the road. But I can start shaping that mindset before they ever get in front of me by asking the right questions. So that's what I mean by persuasion. Things you do before they ever get in front of you that already sets a mindset that wants to say yes to what you're going to be talking about when they are in front of you. Oh, that's awesome. That's great because these are from books that he wrote. So definitely, obviously, these are books that people can read, try to create their own they can do it themselves or, man, this sounds great, but I'm missing a key element. Boom. Phelps can help. <laughs> I need to go check it out for two days and really just wrap my mind around all of this. And sometimes it's better just to pay somebody because they've already figured it out for you, like you said, and you can do, you can skip all the work and just go to what works already, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I, these workshops are built that I'm, st- I'm trying to teach you how to fish, okay? Uh, because if I can teach you how to fish, then I've taught you a skill you can use for life. But mm-hmm. at the same time, no people are coming to the course of hunger. I'm going to feed fish. <laughs> I've spent so much time figuring out how to apply these things to our profession and others that there's so much actionable content um, you, you won't go wrong. And, of course, I could say that all day long. Don't listen to me. Go read what people are saying about it. Okay? And, and that tells you everything you need to know. Okay. Before we get your, your website and all of that, do you have any uh, other books, blogs, podcasts that you uh... – Definitely would recommend for people to check out. Golly, books. I mean, it's, it's all kinds, you know. <clears throat> I definitely start with Nina Chaldini's books. You know, the, the two he co-wrote uh, with others and the two he wrote by himself. Um, Small Big and Yes, 50 Scientific Principles to Say Yes. Uh, he co-wrote with somebody, one of our chief trainers in the UK, Steve Martin. Uh, and, of course, Persuasion and uh, Influencer, my books to read as well. Podcast, you can always check out my podcast. I've got one launching called the Dental Slang Podcast. Uh, it's all about uh, why do we say what we say. <laughs> I know why we do what we do and why we make these decisions, but the communication and the things that we come up with and the words and phrases we use to describe things to people, how does that come about? So uh, my podcast is all about that. Why do we say what we say in, in various forms of dentistry? So the, check out the Dental Slang Podcast for that. And, of course, I have uh, if you check out drphelpshelps.com, uh, uh, always, I'm always posting articles uh, that I'm writing on influence and Colby and other sciences, um, things in practice management uh, that I have published in various dental journals. I always try to post my articles and links to them there uh, so you can have one place to go to uh, find that content if you're not connected with me on social media or you know Facebook or anything like that. So uh, feel free to reach out if you are. Look for Christopher Phelps uh, on Facebook, the one with me holding a glass of wine in my hand. That's the one I check the most. Um, I appreciate you having me on tonight. Absolutely. And again, is the podcast out yet or is it going to be out? It launches in a few weeks. Okay. So right when this thing starts coming out, you'll have your own podcast. That's fantastic. Dr. Phelps, I really appreciate you being on the show, giving us this information. Uh, I do hope you get some clicks. And as far as I'm concerned, this is definitely motivational. And it just puts me in the right mindset that you can be a cash practice. You can have a membership plan. You can charge better fees. You can do what these books actually discuss. And you don't just have to read them, you can actually implement them. So I really appreciate your time today. Another great interview has ended. While you're on your phone, click that review button. Write up a nice review for me. Five stars if you could. 
as everyone says in the industry, it'll help other people to find us when we have enough rankings. Not to mention, I'll mention you and your review on an upcoming episode. If you follow me at all on Instagram, you know you only get one link. So I use a Linktree. And so it's a doctorsperspective.net slash links with an S. And that's going to give you everything you need to know. The top episodes of 2017 and 2018, the podiatry series, dentist, acupuncture series, holiday 2017, financial series, how to write a review, how to support the show, like buying a cup of coffee, getting swag, like t-shirts, the Today's Choices Tomorrow's Health book. That's the blueprints for better health, exercise, picking food correctly, and financial. And then, of course, bundle packs, which can get you the no-needle acupuncture book for 40 common conditions, including the electric acupuncture pin, at a great deal. The resources page has some of the products that I like. It's uh, affiliate style, so if you buy something from them, I get a piece of that. Just like on the show notes pages, if you buy a book from clicking that link, I get a small piece of that as well. So I really appreciate that. Things like Screencast-O-Matic, PureVPN, Missing Letter, JLab Speakers, ProLone Edge or Hawk Grips. Uh, once again, if you do need any coaching on how to improve some of your blood work, drop weight, and the ProLone Diet, Fast Mimicking Diet, 5-Day Plan, let me know as well as if you just need some coaching, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether you need some practice growth, etc. Reach out. Facebook, Justin Trosclair, MCC. Of course, at a doctorsperspective.net on the top right, you got all the social media icons that you can imagine. Click your favorite and reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell a friend, pass it along. You can go to .net slash listen. It's just that easy. It'll open up right in your app. And don't forget, I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and integrate. See you on the mini-sodes on Thursdays and Saturdays. Hope you're enjoying those. I'm definitely having fun summarizing these podcasts in less than 10 minutes for you. You get the nuggets without having to waste your time. Have a great week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective. <laughs>